This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of... Zing This? Is there a question mark after it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, you got me, Zinger. No, yeah. wait, hold on. Oh. You got me, Zinger? <laughs> and I'm Ellie. Oh, you're, you're confident in yes. yours. Okay. And we are joined by special guest Phil? as always. Yes, Phil. Are you Phil? I'm not sure anymore. Oh, no. Everyone's mixed up now. <laughs> Existential crisis. Yes, we are joined by the great Phil Rude once again to discuss Stranger Things 2. Yes. I don't know, should, is it season two or two? Because I've seen it both ways. Let's just, Stranger Things 2. Alright. But yes. we will get to that in a moment, because we've got news. News, news, news. You really are making that a thing, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Alright, so let's start with DC. Okay. We know there's a Marvel thing. We'll get to it. Yeah. But let's start with DC. We love both sides. We do, we do. So, they've released an image from the upcoming Titans live action show hmm. and it is of robin hmm. dick grayson robin on top of that and i like it I, I i can definitely i mean it's not the best image in the world it's kind of this you know i can't it, see enough to judge it yet I, I i like i like what i see so far it looks very arkham asylum yes yes that's what extent. i was yeah you can definitely see a hint of red and the yellow r I just, I'd like to see a little more. And you can kind of see a little bit of this cape to where it looks like yeah. it's black with the yellow inlining, right. which yes, which would be cool. I like it. Um, I'm not in the DC uh, TV universe very much, but um, just going off an image alone, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks very much like comic book Robin um, from, uh, I want to say, what was that Frank Miller uh batman and robin book he did oh maybe 10 years ago it's been a long time but it it looks kind of along those lines um oh wait you mean the you mean uh all All star batman and robin i think i think it might have been all star yeah yeah Um, that that keeps coming up on this podcast somehow we might like it (laughs) it's a it's a cool image and and it looks you know it's dc so it looks dark but they also have color in there um Mm -hmm. which is which is a plus well, the other thing about this Titan show is I haven't looked up too much stuff on it, but I don't think it's going to be too interconnected with anything else pre-existing, like the Arrowverse or any of the movies. So it's kind of, I think, going to be its own thing, which is cool that they're going to kind of take a fresh start and not have it in an existing universe. So who knows? I guess we'll see where this goes. I'm I'm kind of excited to see to see what they do, how they have Starfire looking. But I, I guess we'll get that leaked later. At some later point in time, um, I I just have a I just have a quick question for you guys. Uh, oh, okay. Do you like that it's Dick, or would you rather it was like Tim Drake or even Jason Todd, even though he was, Ooh. you know, not. Yeah, I think he's better known for other things now. Um, okay. Now that he's moved past being Robin, but um, like like who's your favorite Robin, and are you happy that they're they're using Dick Grayson in the show? I okay. I'll tackle this first. 
Because I think probably I will reflect Ellie's opinion too. Possibly. Did I just open a can of worms here? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I think I can keep this short and sweet. I think. <laughs> Them having him be having it be Dick Grayson Robin opens it up for the possibility if this show does run for a few seasons, which um, six I know seasons, where you're going. six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Aww, let's, community. Let's, let's, let's hope that this can actually get some storylines going because the Titans are great wealth of that. At some point, he could transition to being Nightwing. Yes. Which is why sure. I enjoy the fact That's that they... That's why I enjoy that it's him, too. Yeah. I, I, would, I prefer um, Tim Drake, personally. But with the way they're setting this up, I feel they have a better opportunity. Mm-hmm to grow this character and then maybe get Tim Drake in or get somebody else in to be Robin once he transitions into Nightwing. Right. So that would be something cool I would like to see them do in this series. I, if they. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know what? I can almost say with certainty if this does go, they're going to go that route. Mm-hmm. That well, would be cool. Yeah. I think that's the coolest part of Dick Grayson is when he starts aging out of being Robin mm-hmm. and he wants some independence, you know? And... And the guy looks to be perfect aged for that to where, you know, in a year or two of yeah. the show, season two or three of the show, you can transition him. Yeah, because he looks like the age where he would have been around a little while. Yes. He doesn't look too young, mm-hmm. but he does look, yeah, you're right. I mean, he looks like it could be in a few seasons, he could switch over to that. Yeah. Switch over. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm definitely down for that. Thank thank you. Thanks, yeah, Phil, for bringing question. that. That was a great question, and and now we're like even more excited. I know it got us even <laughs> more like, excited. Oh yeah, that's what could happen. There's possibility here. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So sticking with the Bat Family. Yes. This came out of left field, and I got to give some credit here to um, one of our patrons, Cat, actually, and good friends. Um, actually linked this on my Facebook to this new Batman anime called Bat. It was it was it Bat Ninja? Yes, Bat- Batman Nin- Ninja. It's a Batman Ninja. I think. Yeah, yes. it's this DC thing that's being done in very much an anime form, where it's basically Batman in feu- and all the bad characters in feudal Japan. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. It looks. <laughs> awesome i was going crazy especially when batman's sitting there and kneeled down and you've got all the wonderful lovely bat family behind him yes you've that's got that's when i got, got excited you got nightwing you got red hood which it took me oh oh man yeah. it took me a little bit to get that, that was red hood but it's 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 a neat take though yes and I then you got cool. um you got red robin and of course Robin. Robin. And it looks awesome. The Joker looks crazy. And it's they're all running around in like armor and stuff. Like Can we just say how maniacally beautiful Joker looks? It looks great. Oh, I'm, he's I'm excited gorgeous. for this. Yes. I, it's perfect. Just it's it's almost like the kind of Robin I want in a movie. Like he is just bat beep crazy kind of robin you want in a movie i'm sorry the kind of joker i want in a movie he's okay just, cool he's i was just, like wait what <laughs> i'm sorry i got so excited i can't focus but you, you know what i'm saying though he's just he's so insane and i just i thought it was perfect his hair is crazy like just everything about him is it's great for that style i love it 
You know, I gotta say, DC normally knocks it out of the park with their animated movies and stuff like this, but mm-hmm. this this is like bringing it up to another level because this the, isn't gonna be for everybody though. It, it won't. I, yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely agree. You gotta kind of yeah. be on board, but the caliber of anime mm-hmm. like artists that are working on this and contributing to this is a very good pedigree. Well, so and I'm if excited. You like JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, if you like that art style. Afro Samurai. It definitely looks Two. like it. Yes, it's uh, and obviously the, a lot of the creators from it are contributing to this. But mm-hmm. so if you like that style, it's not always my favorite, but I think it works well with this because I'm I, I haven't seen a lot of the JoJo series, so yeah. I'm not as versed with that. But I could definitely tell right away that it was obviously done by them. I wouldn't have needed that across the bottom of the screen to know that. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not a big anime guy uh, <gasps> but this does look in- insanely cool it's um it's batman uh i love batman i love samurais and <laughs> and it's sort of like you got peanut butter in my chocolate kind of thing it's it's two great tastes <laughs> that look great together you know it's uh i'm definitely going to check it out once it rolls out uh i remember seeing some kind of cartoon network uh short of few years ago that was batman in an anime style sort of in was i think it, it was in him, feudal japan was it him fighting bane and he had catwoman I, yes with yes i've seen that yes, too it it's it's just a very interesting take and if some people remember years back like this would have been the um christopher nolan trilogy before two came out there was a batman gotham knights and that was yes, i i saw that too we, um, we, and that was Go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go go ahead. No, it was the same kind of uh, take where it was, it, was it a, I think a Japanese studio doing yeah, they Batman did, shorts, um, wasn't it? It was, I think five. It's sad. We, we own this. It's right over there. Um, It's like five <laughs> or six shorts where it's one story, but it's done by multiple different oh, artists. Oh, now I'm, I'm, I just joined the party. It, I know what you're talking it's about. It's really now. cool. Yes. It's not something that was. It's supposed to actually kind of be vaguely based in the Nolan verse, mm-hmm. yeah, to an extent. But it was it was a really cool, you know, different art styles. If 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 you like just seeing a ton of different takes, uh, very animatrix esque yeah. stuff um, within that same vein. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that, and like I said, them them going to this again. I think I I'm the first one to sometimes say I get tired of all the Batman stuff. But this, uh, this I'm excited for. And I, well, there's and, so much Batman stuff that some of it's going to stick to the wall and some of it's not. Yeah. And uh, something like this, I like that that it's sort of a it transported to feudal Japan. It's mm. not modern day Tokyo. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a take on Akira with Batman plugged in. <laughs> it's um, it's it's very old school Japan. The Joker has like an army of warriors or something like that. It looks like it, it, uh, it, I. It's probably not going to make any sense. And you know what? I'm going to be on board for it the entire time. Right. <laughs> Just I mean, visuals alone. I'm I'm going to be there to check it out when it drops. Now I got a question for you two, since since we're questioning each other apparently. So Ellie, you're you're going to step up to the plate at oh man for our next one. Um, are you going to watch this English dubbed if they have it or? In the in the probably original Japanese, original Japanese, hands down. Same, I um I yeah. feel like a lot of times you lose something in the inflection of the actor by having a yes. having a dub. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, li- I like whatever. If I can get something originally Japanese and subtitled, I'll, I'll watch it that way. As much as, you know, if they have, you know, the excellent caliber that they get for the animated stuff like Mark Hamill and all of them again, I would probably still watch it with the subtitles because I feel like it just would, as you both said, play to that a lot better. So... I'm not saying I'll never watch. Oh no, it. no, me, me too. But I'm like, I feel like that's dubbed, the, but yeah, that's the way it wasn't. It would be intended to be viewed. Yeah, the fir- first time through, I would definitely have to watch subtitles. All right, so I'm sure everyone's wondering why we haven't, why we didn't start with this, and why we haven't discussed it yet. But it's time. Okay, okay. Can I stop real quick before we do that? What? I have to mention how freaking excited I am about. Season 11 of the X-Files. I'm sorry. There's a little trailer I saw it when I was watching the football game today, and it just got me so excited. We'll have more on that later then, maybe, <laughs> in another episode. <laughs> sorry, you I know. I'm, you came out of left field with I that know, one, Ellie. I, I know. don't know what to do. Because I've been sitting here thinking about it. Ever since I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. Sorry, go ahead. You know, in, in all my love of the strange and paranormal... <laughs> As ironic as it is, I never got into the X Files. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to try from from episode one. I I know. Let's challenge each other. Watch all ten seasons before season eleven starts in January. We have stuff to do. (laughs) Like example, record. Quit your job and sit down and watch the X Files. Oh man, you don't like the X Files though. I I I never got into it. I'm not saying I wouldn't, and it's strange because that's like the perfect thing up my alley of stuff which by the way that's the same reason i got into stranger things was someone kept telling me this stuff is right up your alley you're into the paranormal you're into the 80s you're into video games you're into D &D." i'm like i don't play D &D." and they're like but you understand it so you need to watch this show but we'll talk about stranger things in a little bit and i will give x for everyone listening i will give x files another chance Please do. Now, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. When Mulder left, I was pretty depressed. I mean, because David Duchovny is, he was like my man back in the day. Yeah. But uh, I, I definitely, oh, only because David Duchovny is coming back, that's the reason I'm excited. I, I will give it a ch- <laughs> as, as people are witnessed on this, I will give it another try. Okay. I did, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just I couldn't get into it. Okay. So, I will give it another try. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure everyone else does too. All right, now to the topic that I know everyone's probably been waiting for us to talk about. Not Stranger Things yet. One more thing. Infinity War. Trailer. Wowie woe. Why do you sound out of breath? Because it was... (laughs) I've seen it probably over 20 times by now. As sad as that is. And and even worse, I know this is not the complete footage that they showed at Comic-Con. Because I know there's extra stuff that was shown. Yes. But 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 this trailer, wow. Um, If you had told me back when Iron Man came out that this is what this was leading to, I wouldn't have believed you. I'd been like, there's no way they could do it. And now they're doing it, and I can't believe what I'm seeing on this, on just, I mean, in the trailer. It just looks amazing, and I am just so excited just to see, you know, Thor, Spider-Man fighting together. You know, all these characters fighting together. Gruffy Captain America. Yes, bearded Captain America. 
No shave November, Captain America. <laughs> so, I am well, sorry. And, and, and Doctor Strange. I mean, there's so many people. Yes. It's gonna be awesome. It does look really good. But uh, I'll, Winter I'll... Soldier, I love him. Falcon, I love him. <sighs> but what's wrong? I think some people are gonna bite it in this one. Uh, well, you know, that's life. But I, I okay, I, I have a theory. They'll just, they'll just bite it and then come back in another movie. Because of the Infinity Stones, they'll probably bring certain people back. Right. Or they'll redo reality or something. Or anything you, you enjoyed in the trailer. Oh. Just the, for, for me, it was Thanos' speech of just the, you know, ba- balancing the universe is something, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this, I take fun. I actually have some fun. Oh, it was just so cool. I it totally w- butchered that, but whatever. I, <laughs> I mean, for me personally, I just like seeing... Just the rawness and the realness of, you know, the different characters and kind of where they've gone since the last one mm-hmm. and how they look now. And so kind of the evolution of them from the last one to this one. I, I, it was kind of neat. I was like, oh, why does he look that way? And what's wrong with him? And it was just kind of cool. I liked seeing all the different characters. That was fun for me. Awesome. I think this is um, the longest getting the band together story um, <laughs> in the history of uh, of cinema, basically. It has and been... I, I really have to tip my hat to Marvel because the, the whole shared universe thing was a giant experiment 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and that they've brought it this far. I think that's... Um, I think it's insanely impressive that they've, they've managed... Uh, individual movies into smaller group movies and now they're bringing all of this stuff together and saying that this is all interconnected and i think it's really that's really impressive um now's the part where i'm going to throw my uh unpopular opinion out i it's not that i don't care it's just tough for me to get excited about marvel movies anymore um marvel fatigue Yes, absolutely. Marvel <laughs> tells two kinds of stories. They tell origin stories, and they say they tell saving the world stories, and they're very formulaic and very much the same. Uh, to the point where the last few Marvel movies that have come out, I have not even watched. I'm I've had Doctor Strange on my Netflix queue for watch it probably a year, and I love Doctor just keep Strange. looking at it and going, I'll get to it. And, and going and watching Breaking Bad again for the fifth time. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's tough when I, I kind of don't have faith that they will break the formula and show me something new, if that makes sense. It, it does. I've, I, think, I can't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast or if this has just been an inner dialogue that I've kind of said in my own head to myself. I feel like Marvel has gotten into the bad trend now of a lot of... I, I feel like I have said this on the podcast now that I'm saying it again. I feel like Marvel... Yeah, I, I do agree. They have two types of movies. They have movies that progress characters to to certain points, and then they have the movies that they're trying to progress all these characters to. Right. Um, Civil War, for me, was more... They're moving pieces into place. This isn't a good move. It... The problem with that movie was it was too much of them moving people into where they need to be for the uh, for another movie that isn't for the, even for the next movie. Yes, right. and yeah, Thor did that too, 
and kind of Doctor Strange kind of had to do that too, but they did it with with enough covering of you know good storytelling and all that to make it. Oh, I so, can't. So, yeah. so, so you're I can't not, say good enough stuff about Thor. Yeah, so, so you're not sitting there going, yeah. oh, well, they're just doing this, so Thor will be here for the events that are going to happen in this movie. Right. But I, the the one fear I have is I want Black Panther to do good. I think Black Panther looks amazing. I just have the fear that it will, might be overshadowed by the fact that it comes out and then immediately after it basically is Infinity War. So I, that's that's the only thing that makes me scared is I feel like there's going to be a really good movie that probably no one's going to care about possibly, and I think Black Panther is going to be one of the better movies that Marvel's done in a long time. That that is just a straight beginning, you know, origin story. But now well, that uh, one, I, I will. No, pr- I I agree with that. Um, Black. Panther kind of got his origin out of the way in Civil War. Yeah. And he's not in New York. I mean, they have the opportunity to tell a really different kind of story with Black Panther. And and but now nobody's talking about Black Panther cuz cuz the Infinity War trailer dropped. Exactly. You know? And that, that's the thing. I think Black Panther's going to be awesome and I want it to do good cuz I'm like I think that that's going to do good to set Black Panther up, but I think due to the stuff that we saw in this trailer, Wakanda's actually going to play a huge role in the next movie, and obviously yeah. in Infinity War. So it's like, yeah. I know it's going to be setting up for the next movie, and it's going to be one of those movies, I just said, that is people moving into place, but I think it's going to be one of those good versions of that. So, fingers crossed on that one, for me, at least. Yeah, and uh, just real quick, I don't want to sound like I'm a downer. There are Marvel movies that I absolutely love i love winter soldier yes um, yeah yes. i do too i yeah. love the original iron man movie mm-hmm. i you know yeah. i uh i liked iron man 3 a lot more than a lot of people did i think i Unpopular think there's some opinions. bright spots <laughs> <laughs> i am full of them yes uh there's some bright spots throughout the universe but i just don't get amped up the way you know you remember a few years ago oh new marvel movies coming out and i'd be there opening day Mm -hmm. me and me and the boys would load up in the car and go all right sunday morning everyone's at church let's get to the theater so we can (laughs) go see it you know uh it was it was kind of an event you know and and now it's uh it's just yeah fatigue i think is is the better word for it i i've i've heard that from a lot of people too so i mean I, i i understand where you're coming from definitely but speaking of earlier Marvel movies, Ellie, do you want to reveal what we are giving to people on Christmas Day this year, or do you want to keep that a secret? Oh! Yeah, I was about to say, it's going to play. what are we doing? <laughs> it's, it's apparently such a, a great secret. It's Even a Ellie secret to me. It. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever. I don't we know. will be doing a... Our, we're we're going to watch and discuss Captain America, the first Avenger. And we are doing this because it was actually a recommendation from one of our Patreon supporters. So we want to thank them for being a Patreon supporter. And we are going to do that movie for, of course, them and everyone else. So they'll, they'll get... That um, wants to listen. Yeah, that wants to listen. <laughs> We're going to do the first uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. And I haven't seen that in forever. We haven't. And it would be really cool to go back now after seeing all these other movies and kind of do it yeah. through, through the looking glass of what how much it contributed. Because I remember... And I'm, I don't want to get too much into it because we, we really got to get to Stranger Things. But um, I was not hyped for that movie at all. I, I found Captain America to be a very boring character in my opinion. But Thanks. that movie 
That movie and Winter Soldier combo. I love Winter Soldier. Oh my gosh. They made Captain America one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hands down. I just like Bucky. Oh no, just they they did such a great job. But I will save that for our discussion later Mm -hmm. this month. I just wanted to point out that we will be discussing that. I know that we kind of hinted that our Star Wars stuff is coming to an end. We're doing the Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy and then Harry Potter. We're probably never going to do the Marvel movies as a begin at oh, one point can. and go all it's, the way through. It's too many. But we will probably slowly do them all periodically. In chunks. <laughs> through, throughout, throughout the years of the podcast. The, yes. So that's what you get to look forward to. <laughs> With that, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some Stranger Things 2 or Season 2 or the second part. 2. 2. Called The Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Alright everyone, we are back and um, a few weeks ago, actually maybe almost a month ago, we discussed uh, Season 1 of Stranger Things. Yes, because we were late to the party. Uh, Yes, we were late to the party, (laughs) but we were early, in fact, to the... I, I actually, my experience of it, I basically watched season one and two almost in a 48-hour period. Right. And whew, what, a, what a whirlwind. And it was something to where I was not, I was, as I said earlier, I was told basically, like, you need to try this. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. I got time. And I regretted that I had not seen it up to that point. But, I mean... It blew me away, and I was kind of glad I got to watch the entire available series in one go. So that was really cool because I feel like the story for season one and or for one and two kind of. I know that it's probably telling a bigger story, but it felt like those two really meshed together well to watch back to back. So I guess that's that's my opening opinion on it. Um, Ellie, I'll let you go with your, I guess, opening remarks for this, whatever we're going to turn this into. Um, I liked both of them. I don't think they meshed well together per se. I think they were their own pacing. Like, they both had, uh, obviously the storyline continued, but I, I think they were paced very differently. Yeah. Um, but that's always going to happen when you have one baddie versus... Multiple baddies. Um, multiple little baddies yeah. with a big baddie. Um, so it was more of a one boy's journey versus the whole group journey kind of thing. I, I can. I meant that as more of it felt like season two kind of wrapped up more of the story, whereas season one ended with this like. <gasps> I mean, right. the, 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 the second one still ended with a <gasps> moment, right. but, it, but it wasn't as, like, up in the air, I guess. It was kind of more of who knows where they can go from here, where the other one sort of ended with a, well, that's not good. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> um, I liked it overall. I definitely did. I, I enjoyed some of the new characters, mm-hmm. and I disliked some of the new characters. Um, 
I'm excited to see where they're going with season okay. three since it's confirmed. Yes. So that's exciting. That is definitely happening for season three. Well, they're supposed to be four seat. They apparently have stuff apparently it's, planned out it's for one season at a time. I'm, I'm just saying. We're, we're just, just saying. We're just focusing on that it is coming out for season three. You never know what can happen. Um, but. But yeah, overall, I, I really did like it. Like I said, it was a different feel for me for the second season, but I, I liked it equally. First of all, I want to say I am impressed that you watched them in 48 hours, the entire <laughs> series. I I just picture Zanger coming out of a haze, not knowing what decade he's in, looking for the rotary dial on his iPhone, uh, you know, kind of just, uh, where's my He-Man toys? They were just here. Just really confused. I'll tell you but, what. Um, I'm, I'm not a smoker. That is a lot of 80s nostalgia to, to, to soak in well, in two days. Well, I mean, to be honest, though, he kind of lives in the 80s. To an extent. Oh, he, like, he loves the 80s, so it wasn't really that painful for him. <laughs> also, I'm not a smoker, but if you ever want an ad to smoke... Watch that entire series in under 48 hours. <laughs> That's the biggest uh, chunk of nostalgia there is smoking on TV. Yeah, I, I will uh, admit this. I mean, I no offense to either of you. You do outage me a little bit. Oh, but really? everyone who's, who's a little bit... bring out the gloves. Come on. I, I'm just saying, everyone who's a little bit older who's seen this has pointed out that was the 80s. Everyone just oh, yeah. was smoking cigarettes well, everywhere. And I Everybody loved... was smoking on TV. It was not a big deal. Yeah. 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 And I loved watching, um, I watched a majority of this with my 11-year-old, um, and she was so funny, just some of the reactions of her with the smoking thing. She's like, they do that? You can do that? What happened? What, was that the thing? Like, she was so confused by so much of the stuff that was happening. It was glorious. <laughs> well, not only, yeah, not only smoking, but people were smoking indoors. And yeah, were smoking I know. in the office. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> it's, it's just, it is a little uh, weird. It's sort of like when I watch Mad Men and it's like, wow, they smoke and drink a lot during office hours here. <laughs> uh, this was a different time. Um, but as for uh, my thoughts on season two, uh, I, I loved it. It's one of the best seasons of TV I've seen in a long time. Um, that hasn't been a rewatch of something that I already loved. I think I think it was great. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have some issue and nitpicks with it, but I I did like that they. I think the pacing was more spot on in season two. I think it was paced better. Mm-hmm. I like that they took characters that we knew, because uh, I think part of the pacing problem with season one was that we were just getting to know everybody. Right. Um. And season two, we already knew them, and then they mixed them up, and they they sort of paired characters off in different ways. Like, yes, um, I'm sure we'll get into this. Dustin and Steve. Yes. If I don't see a buddy <laughs> cop movie or uh, or uh, uh, X Files reboot with those two, I just you know I'll feel cheated. It was that was the best uh, character dynamic. That was my favorite one. But also you had like Hopper and Eleven and you had uh, Lucas and Max and uh, Steve and Max's brother. Uh, I just referred to that as the battle of the haircuts through the entire thing. It I was, did not um, like Billy's character at all. He, he was such a scum. Oh he was such God. an 80s villain. Uh, but uh, 
Uh, and he was kind of a Stephen King villain. Uh, the the yeah. juvenile delinquent would actually murder some kid uh, who's a real psychopath. Um, but I just I I liked that they they took the existing setup and just shook the box, and and we got to see different sides of these characters uh, as they went through the story. I thought it was I thought it was a good way to keep everything fresh and continue the story but also sort of tell a new new version of the story if that makes any sense it it, it does and i i do like that you point out the pairings i thought that was great mm-hmm. and um it also you you brought up something that i i, I was waiting since we did season one to discuss because it doesn't make sense if you talk about it in season one steve is one of my favorite characters hands down and it's mine be- too yeah and, and it's because season one i mean he's kind of a bad guy but it he he has you know his whole last few episodes he kind of turns around and in this one just his pairing with dustin his uh, all of all of his stuff was great i i, I loved it i yeah I, him teaching him how to be better with the ladies was just, killing me just the everything hair thing was the greatest <laughs> yeah yeah the, the hair thing was great but the thing i i want and i want them to keep this up in season three last episode one or last one or two episodes he needs to get the crap beaten out of him because apparently that's how he ends every season of this is just he gets the crap beaten out of him <laughs> and then goes off and saves the day and that's kind of it he's kind of the wolverine of uh of this universe he, he is yeah. i mean it's it's great because like season one he got the crap beaten out of him and then went and saved the day this one he got the crap beaten out of him and then went and saved the day and i'm like i just i don't know what it is i just think it's hilariously funny that he keeps just getting the crap beat out of him and then gets up yeah. and is like i'm game let's do this yeah he's great and well, I also like that you you pointed out his season one arc that we kind of didn't like him. Yeah, he um, and didn't want Nancy to end up with him. Uh, and in this season, when she breaks up with him, you feel bad for for Steve. You yeah. you kind of come full circle on Steve, and he becomes a sympathetic character. And he also has the whole arc too, where he has his own sort of bully, and he's no longer the king of. School king of the school or anything and he right it's kind of one of those things does he want to be that too is kind of with that character because he seems to have a you know get along and have this um relationship with dustin as being you know a, a big brother to him and helping him out and everything and that's i think that was a really cool dynamic that i would have never saw coming and it just right. it worked so well yeah i was gonna say are we gonna vote on uh nancy Nancy with Steve or Nancy with Jonathan? Mm. Oh, oh, what team are are you? Team Steve or Team Jonathan? <sighs> I'm Team Awkward. They're the only ones that don't realize they're dating. So that would be Team Jonathan. Yeah, so you'd rather see Nancy with Jonathan? It's just there. It's I mean, it's pointed out like it's 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 heavy handed that season of everyone's like, oh, so you two are dating, and they're like, no, and it's like, okay. <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I like Steve as a character now. Like yeah. I do like his character a lot. I like it better now in season two. But I think the pairing of Nancy and Jonathan is better as a couple. Yes. Uh, I, I just want to point out that that uh, reporter was far too eager to have teenagers having sex <laughs> in his basement. <laughs> yes. Uh, than any. He was like, I'm just saying, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I just thought yeah, that was some, some 80s booze, nostalgia. And the bedroom, and, yeah. Yeah, like it was that was a little creepy uh, just for the <laughs> Temple of Doom reference that we got uh, five minutes later. But uh, I like Steve. I want her to end up back with Steve, and I think she's going to because, um, and here's my crazy conspiracy theory. Uh, she danced with Dustin at the end because he combed his hair like Steve. Uh, she's not over oh. him yet, so uh, that's she's taking baby steps back to him. Okay. All right. That's not real, but I just, I thought the hair thing, I keep coming back to it. It's so funny. You you are obviously all about the hair for this show, so. (laughs) The the whole Farrah Fawcett thing was so, it was such a hilarious thing when he comes in at the end with his hair all all combed and everyone's laughing at him. Another thing, and this is something that I thought was interesting, I think someone else brought up on something, so I'm not going to claim anything for this, but the season, a possibility since, um, you know, a lot of Steve's. I know we're focusing on Steve for some reason. Steve gets the gold star. I I think it's because you couldn't. I couldn't talk about him in season one at all because it's like, oh well, he's a bad guy, and how 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 dare you, you know, side with him? And it's like, no, he, he came around. But I think it'd be cool if he became one of the police officers oh, in stop. in Hawkins. No, and be wow. and be partnered up with Hopper. I think he make because he had this whole plan to you know go to college with you know Nancy and everything, and that if they're not together, maybe that falls through and he becomes a police officer. So he becomes like the protege to Hopper, yeah, instead it, of uh, the Simpsons cops that yeah, they already. I, have I wanted you to Hawkins. explain that. I wanted you to explain that because <laughs> that was probably one of the greatest things I I, I had seen because you said that and I was like. No, he's. Th- oh my gosh, he's right. Oh, they kind of are. Yeah, they just remind me of the the cops on The Simpsons. You have the you have the uh, portly chief, and then you have the <laughs> black guy and the white guy who are one hundred percent incompetent, and, uh, and and they just you know he just keeps kind of getting on them like, oh, you idiots, what are you doing out there with no gloves on, touching this gunk in the <laughs> pumpkin patch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, they just reminded me of the bumbling Simpsons cops and the fact that there was a black guy and a white guy just was like, I wonder if this is intentional it's so reference heavy I, that, also, that I, I watch everything wondering how intentional it was. Yeah. Also, sometimes the, the, the two cops in the Simpsons are shown as being overly competent by comparison to yeah. Wiggum and then Wiggum just messes it up. Right. <laughs> like when when it serves the joke, they yeah. they get the job done. Yeah. They they're somehow phenomenally great at their job and then just it just falls apart. But no, I just I just you, you posted that like it was like an image or something and I was like, Oh my gosh, it is the Simpsons cops. Yeah, it was, it was the two of them together. Um and then there was another one I saw that was uh and this is just internet oh, memes yeah. and conspiracy theories. It was like Oh, what if the kids are the cops gone back in time to save Will or something like that? It was just one of those things that was like, all right, that's not true, but it's it's funny and it's clever. And it shows Lucas and Dustin and and Mike next to those cops. And they, mm-hmm. they kind of are all built similarly. It would have worked like, for season one. It, it would have been a good, you know, if you had seen that as you're watching season one, you would have kind of been like, maybe... Maybe, yeah. But well, everything was on. Everything was up in the air in season one when you, yeah. we weren't sure what was going on. You know. But all right, so Ellie mentioned some new characters. I'm I, I, I love the conversation we're having, but I'm like, we're, we're just going to sit here and probably roundabout keep talking about how awesome hair is and 
Bob. How, how much we love Steve, but Bob. Okay, so so you want to bring up the Hobbit in the room? Yes, please. So Bob's awesome. Bob is awesome, and I'll Bob admit, is awesome. I'll admit this: it took me longer than it should have to realize who that was. I. Oh my gosh! Yes. Because I, I was I, watching, I was and I'm like. like why what? does he look familiar? Oh my god! Why does is that one of the hobbits? There's no way. I'm like it's Sean Astin, doofus. Sean Astin, yep. And no, he was just such a great addition as a character. Yes, he was. I, I, he was so well introduced that I felt like Bob had already, always been around. Yeah, he just he fit in so well. Well, it was implied that that he knew. Um, yeah, when they were young. Yeah, 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 when they were in, I mean, high school and stuff. Right. And I thought that was great, you know, callback to, you know, small town and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And just, he was yeah, just. very small town. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was just all on board to help these kids and everything. And, and was, you know, part of the AV and club. And giving bad advice. <laughs> like telling him to stand up to the monster that didn't work out. There is an on. <laughs> There's an online theory, and this is, of course, before, you know, as your people are watching, that um, he was actually, like, an agent for Mm -hmm. the other, the the Upside Down, but it was just kind of pointed out, no, he's just a well-meaning idiot. Yes. Yeah. So, I I, I like... Did you guys, um, did you guys like him right away, or did it, it took me a while to realize how great that character was. And the reason that he was in there, um, it, as opposed to, I just, I thought, yeah, he was kind of the doofus and I'm just like, whatever they, you know, he's just there. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, he's the grown up version of these kids. It took you, you talk about, it took you a long time to recognize the actor. It took me a long time to realize what he was in there for and that he was sort of, uh, he was the grown-up version of all these nerdy little kids and that he went out heroically and that that was a big deal. It, it really, um, by the end of it, I was like, oh, Bob's a great character. He's not just this set dressing for, for this series. I I feel like it, it... But besides me trying to figure out who is this person because I was too distracted to look it up for the longest time and then it finally clicked um i didn't mind him but i grew to love him like the more the more i saw him the more i'm just like he's so great and i loved the episode where he was looking at all the pictures and as and trying to and figuring out the map yeah i thought oh yeah that was great yeah so i really liked that too my only thing i didn't like is i wish and and it's not like it would have been that far out there to do if he would have just made like a reference at some point to to lord of the rings it wouldn't have been out of the question compared to all the no, other it, stuff. No, it wouldn't have been. He he would have <laughs> like, like if he's like, oh, me and my friends one time went on an unexpected journey too, like just something like that, <laughs> or just something, some heavy-handed nerd reference that to where he he could have even looked at the camera and winked. No, uh, no I would have that... more expected him to make a Goonies reference because of that it's too. all '80s references. That too, but I. I, it was just one of those things that 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 was my only regret for that character is it's not like they haven't made Lord of the Rings references on that show before. It would have been it would have been just been funny if he had made some reference. To hey, like, nice ring! It sure looks precious. Yeah, just something, something like, like that. Something <laughs> like that. It, it would have been great, but I, I, I said maybe they were trying to avoid that too. But oh, it 
like I said, I think the more I saw his character, the more I just fell in love with him. And okay, I, I guess we're just spoil. Do I really need to say spoiler warning at this point? No, I don't think so. I I at one point a clock appeared above his head for me. Oh yeah. There there, there was an instant. All right, when's he gonna bite it? Right. And then for a second there, I was like, oh my gosh, they're actually gonna have this character live. But no, no, I, I, oh, that hit me right in the chest. Like that, 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 that was one of those moments. I was like, oh, come on. Now he paused. He should have run and he paused in the lobby. Well, he forgot the gun. And and I was like, oh my gosh, that's going to be the downfall part. And it's like, no, no, it's not. And then just, I liked that he died. You're a monster. (laughs) No. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. She's the spy. <laughs> I, it's me. <laughs> um, I think it's important to have, you know, it's not realistic for all of them to make it. Like you have to have, you know, it's just not like realistic a, for all the characters. There has to, to be survive. stakes. There has to be loss. There has to yeah. be some sort of collateral damage to it, or. You know, we circle back around to the Marvel Universe talking about somebody has to die in Stole Infinity War. Stole my joke. You know, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, mute myself and, and let Zinger step in. No, no, no. That's, it's, it's fine. It's, I, I was trying to build up stupidly to that joke, but you, you, you managed to come in and yeah, but, properly but you know take the saying, wind though. out of my sails because um, mine would have been cheesy and dumb. I, th- I think that made Bob an even better character that that happened. You know, it sucks because he was a great character, but I... I think it was well Because I don't think you really could have killed off anyone else at, at, at that point there. Because it would have... Right. I mean... You can't kill off the kids. That's yeah, you, just... you can't You can't kill off <laughs> Hopper because he's just amazing. And I, I and can't do Joyce. It, mm. Even though sometimes you want to. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, did I say that out loud? Go ahead. I was about to say, I, I feel like you, you were, you were set, teeing yourself up for something. Uh, she just... I don't know. I, I have nothing wrong with Winona. I mean, but it's just her character just kind of gets. I don't. It's just not. It's not one that of my character favorites. is insane. Is is <laughs> <laughs> she's frantic and how does this VCR work? I don't. You know, and it, all how of this. How have you raised two children? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, like, oh. Your boyfriend works in Radio Shack, and you can't run a VCR. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. But. No, I mean, uh, it, that that okay that that was a cool and weird dynamic between seeing that she was just kind of that that whole instance of the previous season had made her kind of a little nuts right. to an extent with Will and everything. But it was also interesting to see the flip side of that coin with Hopper trying to be a parent with Eleven, which yes. I thought was a we mentioned that that interesting dynamic earlier, and that was, I think, very interesting to see their whole dynamic and everything, and what was going on with him and her. Right. Of him trying to be a father to her, and her kind of... I don't know. I mean, she was... She was trying to be the... She was trying, you know, she, she had somebody who was actually caring and looking after her, but at the same time, she was not trying to get too attached. Well, uh, yeah, was, but it, he he's coming from a... I have to protect you. A paranormal... Paranormal... He's paranoid 
about her being discovered and hurt because of his fears stemming from his child that died and that he he failed as a protector with his child and so I think that's why he was so over the top with her and I, I like the way that he you know comes to that realization and understands that you know he needs to come about this a little bit differently and you know he's learning from that well he and Joyce have sort of similar they're both overprotective oh yeah and um and the difference I think is that Joyce is overprotective and still being a mom and Hopper like forgets to bring her candy like that (laughs) when he buys that kid's trick-or-treat candy it is like (laughs) look I'm a I'm a dad and I'm busy and I forget things too. And it's like, I've been there. I've been the guy running around last minute going, Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> and it's, you know, it, it just is like, it's that relatable thing that, yeah, you can try your best to protect your kids, but you still kind of F up on being a dad sometimes because, because everybody's a person, you know? And, and, uh, and I thought that came across. I thought the the parenting thing aspect of Hopper was really interesting, and it came across in a, in an interesting way with that that duality of what he was doing with her. Right. So, with us kind of discussing eleven, what did everyone think about eight? Since that's another new character, or that whole story, vague storyline <sighs> that kind of, I I knew this was going to set somebody off. well okay i'll go first with like the optimistic part of it so that we can have a so that phil can come with a baseball bat (laughs) full of nails and smash it got it so um let's just start off by saying it had it's necessary okay i i I don't have a problem with them introducing a, a brief moment of another numbered child because clearly, if there's an 11, there's ones before her, right? So, right. Logically, yes, but well, illogically. <laughs> well, but still. So, I didn't like the way that I had to go on and on about it. I mean, the, the episode where she's going off and discovering herself and meeting up with this other child, obviously not a child now, but... You know, she was at the same facility with her. I felt like it was necessary because that's how she ended up having the power to defeat in the end. Because if it wasn't for her, she wouldn't have learned how to... Conquer um, her fears. Yeah, conquer her fears. Grow stronger. Exactly. So uh, it was necessary, but I think they could have done it differently to where it wasn't so just in your face, kind of like stereotypical. With her hall looking, you know, punky and, and all that. I, I just think all of that was just a little overdone. So I feel like it was necessary. And I think it'll be a nice way for them to be able in future seasons. Maybe introduce other children that have powers. And, and if they do it right, it could be done well. But I don't think it necessarily was done the best that it could be. You, can, no, can, I'll agree can, with that. Can, can you hold the bat for just one more second, sir? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, my opinion, and I know that if there is a, I guess, low point in this season, a lot of people say it is that episode. I can't remember what episode number it is, but it's the it's the one where it's just 11. And yeah. um, 
Her whole story, I thought, yes, she did need that to grow. She did need, you know, to understand her powers more and everything. But I think the more important thing is we kind of discover that she's not willing to go. She knows her limits. That far. Right. She she did not want to murder somebody in basically cold blood. And I thought that was a great growth for her character to show that she has moved on. Another character obviously has not. Um... My only thing is, and this would have been something to where I don't know how they would have done the season differently, because the season began showing eight and everything, them escaping and doing all that stuff. I think it would have been possibly even more interesting if we never got back up with that. Like, if somehow, I don't know how you could rewrite the season to make this work, you never saw eight for the rest of that season. So it left at the end of the season this whole, wait a second, what was that deal with that that character we saw at the beginning of the season. I think that would have made people right. more mad, though. It, I, it's one of those things where I don't know how much they have this planned out or how much they wanted right. to hint at stuff. Right. And I guess when we talk about what we're expecting next, that's kind of where I came from. I want to come from with this is because I feel like if we didn't get the backstory on her, it would have left this huge like, wait, what was going on with that? And was that important or what? You know. Mm-hmm. But that. But but for me. Yes, I wasn't super impressed with this episode in the sense of it felt like that was the low point in the series. But at the same time, Eleven had to make this journey, in my opinion. And yeah. I think showing that she would not go... Taking long enough to show that she was not willing to just kill in cold blood and that she could grow with her powers was something that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil, have at it. All right, let me fix my hair here. Wind my bat back. <laughs> No, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think I think Eleven needed to have those moments. I just really disliked the way they did it. I really disliked that episode. It was a chore to get through. <laughs> it um it was I think even if they had put some of the other characters and had the two or three storylines going on, it could have got us through that a little bit uh smoother. But I think that episode is, is uh, it was a drag. Um, but I, I get that it was important for the character moments. I'm in agreement with you that I think, uh, uh, Zinger, that, that if they had shown the that cold open where eight and those guys were robbing the house or whatever, mm-hmm. and she made the bridge look like it was collapsing, yeah. if they had done that and never brought eight and the gang back in, it would have been like, hey, there's more to this world. And, you know, and that was like very early in the season, wasn't it? it I think episode, episode one. Did that, yeah. did that open yeah. the, the I whole think that season? opened yeah. the series. That would have been the, yeah, uh, the season. a really interesting way to say, you're going to get this next season. But you don't, you know, just say, here's a, here's a tease of a bigger world. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll come back to that later. Um, I don't know. I feel like Eleven, you know, she has telepathy she was able to sort of see mike through the staticky tv i feel like there's a possibility she could have telepathically linked up with eight and gotten some training uh that way matrix style you know (laughs) in virtual reality or something like that i feel like there's another way to do it that didn't bring the season to a standstill because that's what i feel like that episode did all the momentum that was built up in hawkins just stopped and and then we had oh here's 11 taking a road trip to chicago and it, that episode was just 
uh, like I said, it was just a big chore for me. It was it was tough to get through. But I do understand it's necessary uh, because they are telling stories of characters here, which I, I understand that I contradict myself because I say all the time I want stories about interesting characters. Uh, and then if they don't do the character work to my liking, I'm the loudest one in the room about it, <laughs> as I'm proving today, <laughs> apparently. Uh, it's it's not like, like I said, I, I, seri- I think that that episode is probably like i said the low point now mind you it still is a great episode when compared to like maybe seasons of other shows where it's like season four of naruto seriously no one's gonna get that (laughs) reference hey that was a chore to get through if we want to talk about it i told you to stop I, by the way, people listening, I meant I told her to stop watching it because it was pointless. But I can't. I'm not telling her to stop bringing it up. Can I? Can I just tell all the listeners out there? I can't. I cannot do that. If I'm gonna watch a show, and then there's this like a series that comes after it, like I have, I can't watch the new series until I've watched every episode of the previous series. I just can't do it. I have to watch it in order. So how about the kids? <laughs> We we've we've kind of avoided in a strange way talking about the the A V club and their I guess what was going on. And there, having to bring uh, in another girl. There was so much stuff going on this season, so I mean it there there's a lot of stuff and I mean it it kind of wrapped up stuff from season one into this, but but yeah, I mean they, they brought in a new character well, two new characters. Max. As in Max and then her brother who And the weird love triangle between Max and the the other two. Max, Dustin, and Lucas. Lucas, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, everyone got paired off eventually. So I mean, Dustin got um. Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the Steve? No, 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 no. Before that, he had the. Oh. Why am I forgetting the the stupid demo dog? Oh, Dart. Dart, yes. I, I was right, trying to remember Dart, right. D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan, yeah. yeah the Three yeah. Musketeers, the worst yeah. candy bar ever. But What? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Not, it's, eh. <laughs> Fun fact, originally Three Musketeers were three separate candy bars. That's why it was called that. So well, anyway. The more you know. <laughs> No, but um, he just okay. So I just had, saw stars and rainbows go across the screen. <laughs> so you had um, you had Sam and Lucas, which I thought was an interesting. I mean, these kids had something phenomenal happen to them a year ago, and apparently they've kept, did a good job of kind of keeping their mouth shut, but then trying to let a new person in. It's kind of like we can't really tell you. Like why right. certain things are going on, mm-hmm. and it it was just really cool to kind of have her. Like, is is she going to be a character that's going to be important, or is she just going to be somebody that's sort of there? And she did, and they they did. I think they did a good job with her kind of juggling it. But then they, she had that brother that you're kind of like, what's his deal? I just I just don't even want to talk about Billy. I, I, he's he's that unimportant in my mind in this show that he's not even necessary. In my opinion. But he's got his own story. No. Of of weightlifting while smoking. 
in his hair. He's just weird and creepy, and I just don't and romancing see the point. Mike's mom when she answers the oh, door in her yes. bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> You're Casey's watching a different mom? kind of eighties no, movie. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I just wanted to bring up, you know, that it was cool to bring in a new character and to kind of have, I guess, you know, a relationship interest or you know another you know so a relationship interest for the other characters to an extent can we talk about something more important in my opinion okay go ahead these four poor children dress up as the ghostbusters oh my god (laughs) Uh, i hope you're going here (laughs) i um i felt so bad like i i i was like pained when they get to school and they're like, nobody else is dressed up. And you're like, you're in middle school, Jack. I almost said a cuss word, sorry. <laughs> like, what? I mean, they looked really great, though. They did look really great. But I just, it was it was very awkward and painful. I don't know. Did for, you still dress up in middle school for Halloween? I can't remember. I'm trying to think now. <sighs> I don't know. I can't remember, honestly. I don't think so. I think I think uh, I would have had that same rude awakening uh, yeah. showing up and being the only one in costume. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why I can't remember if I did or not because I blanked it from memory. Oh. But I did show up in costume. Oh and it's, no! It's one of those I'm therapy sorry. memories. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's repressed. <laughs> I work so hard on this costume, though. Why is everyone making fun of me? Their moms work so hard on those costumes. And they were they did they looked awesome. I know. I mean, of course, I know it was done by, you know, the crew and everything. But, no, they, they looked awesome, and they did make it look, I mean, homemade enough, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I enjoyed that. Was And was that the direction you thought she was going in, sir? Uh, uh, no, I thought they were <laughs> going to uh, get into the uncomfortable uh, conversation about who would be Winston. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was sort of, it was uncomfortably funny uh just the awkwardness of that conversation it, uh, it you know, was the, the two venkman showed up and uh i i thought part of it was a reference in that lucas didn't have a lot to do in season one i feel like and he was sort of the winston or a uh, season one he was sort of the winston of season one yeah uh, I've met Winston. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. <laughs> but he uh, didn't have anything to do. That, <laughs> that, uh, they, they both show up as Venkman. He's like, I thought you'd be Winston. He's like, because I'm black? He says, no. Whoa. <laughs> it was just uh, a really, um, I think it was almost a relevant con- conversation to uh you know, conversations that are happening online today about representation and mm-hmm. who can dress as what. And, right. uh, and also it was just the, the weight of that conversation and the awkwardness of it. I think that's what they were going for. And it really came across in a almost darkly funny way. It, it did. It, mm-hmm. it really did. And I, it, it was, it, I, I agree with you. It was one of those things where that conversation got started and I was like, oh, where are they going with this? <laughs> it, it's like, it's, into this. Yeah. <laughs> where's this going? But It was done well, though. It, it was, yeah. it was, it was all done, done very well. It was yeah. all done good taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I feel like we're kind of steamrolling through a few things every, here and there, but... I mean, like I said, we we've, we don't want to spoil the whole season, so. Oh, I'm, I'm also assuming that people listening to this have watched the entire right. season, too. We're going to talk about the Mind Flayer. 
I was going to get to Will first, then go okay. to the Mind Flayer. Because okay. Will, I think, is an interesting character in this. And we still, after two seasons, don't really know much about Will as a char- as a person, technically. Well, he right. wasn't really himself. And- exactly. <laughs> we didn't see him almost at all in season yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Um, in season two, we didn't know what was really him. Right. Exactly. And I... The, the whole spy thing, the whole thing that, you know, he was connected and that they basically had to, had to sweat, him, sweat the evil out was just, it, it, was, it was, I think, a really good story avenue for them to go with. And once again, doing the D&D reference, I thought that was interesting to have them have another, you know, D&D character represented here. But out of everyone, I think that betrayed the group the most. I've still got to go back to Dustin. Oh, poor Dustin. I, I'm sorry. I got to go back to Dustin and having Dart. I I just, I got to go back to that. That was, in, in the realm of who did the most damage, I feel like he's up there. Well. Oh, easily. But, 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 but no, but, let me go. All right. I don't know if you're going to say what I'm going to say. No, 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 I'm not. Trust me, you're, you're not going to say what I'm about to say. Okay. But as you continue, they wrapped it up really well with if it wasn't for him having that relationship with Dart, then at the end, they wouldn't have been able to get by him. Because you know how that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was a good connection. And making wait, their- hold up. Are you downing Steve's ability to use <laughs> that bat? Because I think he could have handed it to that thing. I don't I thought it was a. It was a better way to do it, to show some compassion. See, and it was sad. You know who doesn't think it was a better way to do that? <laughs> Dustin's cat. <laughs> no, no. Dustin's no. cat is sorry that it wasn't pet enough for um, Dustin, Dustin's that cat's he had to happy. bring in this monster. Dustin's cat is happy that he hasn't, doesn't have to deal with Dustin's mom anymore. No, you <laughs> both are wrong. I want justice for the turtle. No one remembers the turtle? Oh, the turtle that was in the tank. Yeah. What happened to the turtle? Nobody that's cares, apparently. Yeah. you. That's, ne- that's the barb of season two. It is the barb of season <laughs> two. <laughs> Everyone's like, justice for the cat. I'm like, no. Justice for the turtle. Well, yeah. Yertle. I think the turtle's actually named Yertle the turtle. Uh. I was trying. I'm like, he actually, I think, named it after, like, the Dr. Seuss thing. And... And I, you just see him get taken out, and I'm assuming that Dart eats him. Well, I, I mean, I'm, you're probably assuming right. I'm assuming that Dart eats him, but yet nobody cares. Everyone cares about that cat. No one cares about the dead turtle. Well, I didn't care about the cat. And I like cats. The cat didn't get enough you, screen you, time for you, me. You, you wanted that, that cat to have sweet freedom from Dustin's Seriously, mom. Seriously, Dustin's mom is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I liked it, though. I liked that little scene. I thought it was touching where he gave him the candy bar, and it was sweet. I thought it was cool. I liked it. I'm okay with it. I Okay, are the... are the It's the, it's the demo dogs, right? Demo dogs, or... I know I keep pronouncing yeah. it wrong. Are they just the, like, not fully developed form of the... of the big bad from season one i don't know i took them as sort of like foot soldiers like Mm -hmm. uh 
like hellhounds or something like that. Yeah, I I was just trying to figure out. I'm like, so are they just not the fully developed versions of those yet, or are they just something completely different? Because they look similar, but yeah, because when the door gets shut, they all. Well, it's because they the connection severed. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So they're all kind of high mind slivers, Magic the Gathering. Yes, slivers. Yes, that's kind of what it makes me think of. Although they don't gain abilities from each other. <sighs> Anyways, no, I mean it's. I just was wondering about them. I mean they they were good to have around because obviously they were like unkillable too, and took out some of our favorite characters. But no, I just I just thought they they were good kind of villains, I guess to have baddies to have, and then the whole mind flare itself, I. I don't know what everyone thought of that. I mean, it, it just seemed like... Can it, I just say exactly what it looks like? What does it look like? The creatures from Mist, Like, near the uh, near the end of that movie, mm-hmm. when the stuff kind of starts to clear off and you can kind of see them. Yeah. yeah. That's what they look like, is these just big, you know, very tall legs kind of yeah it that's because when i first saw it i was like oh my gosh it makes me think of those those characters from that movie i, I, I like, thought it was very uh lovecraftian yes it was I, sort of a little ones. hazy you didn't quite see it you just knew it was it was dreadful and and terrifying i i'm, I'm with phil that's actually what i was mm-hmm. gonna say was it seemed like um cthulhu i'm gonna stop talking uh, just so, so uh, <laughs> no, I, I can stop stepping on your toes. No, it's fine. It's it's fine. I'd rather have someone else say it than me point it out sometimes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I also liked how they kind of started hinting at it, like how it affects the world, mm-hmm. like where um he had the um, camera and the static actually formed it. I thought it was very interesting. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was cool. And um, it's like, doing the tunnels through the town to how it was kind of, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that's what was made. Like it kind of was branching itself out. Well, and that brings you back to that episode with the, the pictures and the map. I thought that was such a cool idea. The way they did that. Yep. I like that. And, and like, like you said, you know, him standing up to it and it consume it Mm -hmm. getting into him was, I think very interesting how they went about that. But Obviously, it's not dead. It's just trapped on the other side, yeah. And it it obviously knew where they were at the end of the season as it kind of hovered over the school. Right. I guess now we'll move into, I don't know, Ellie's least favorite thing for me to do or for us to do. We know there's season three coming. Yes. What are everyone's hopes and dreams to see in season three? Phil, you're our guest. I guess set the tone for this. Oh man, I honestly, I didn't know where season two was going, uh, so I really have no clue what they're going to bring back. Season, you know, next season. I'm sure it's going to be another bridge to the upside down, and and I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out that Will is still somehow a conduit to that, or he's the gateway, or something like that. Um, I. I kind of think more of the same, but I hope they do uh, what they did this season, where it's it's more of the same, but they mix it up a little bit and still bring you a different angle on on the same kind of story. You know what I mean? I 
I that that's the thing. I mean, there's there's little evidence for us to go off of, to be honest, with this. Right. This is a franchise that isn't. I mean, we're used to getting like comic book adaptations, yeah. and you know, we kind of go, well, they could tie in this storyline and this, and you know, Infinity War is coming out, and and you know, Infinity War is a what twenty year old story that thirty kind of go. Almost, I think is thirty. It? I think it is thirty. God, is almost. It that old. Okay. I think. Uh, I know it's 90s. But, but you you kind of know where they're going to go with it yeah. just because it you know the story's not new, it's just put into the cinematic universe. And here it's just it's all out on the table and you just go all right, there's another dimension and there's probably going to be a gateway and some monsters and a boatload of 80s references. Um and and Hopper's going to smoke 10,000 cigarettes, but Outside of that, I'm I'm not really sure. So I'm just kind of, I I think I like that. I think that I I am not sure, and that's sort of the excitement of these new seasons coming out. What about '90s references? What if they jump all the way to the early '90s? That could be uh, that could be cool. What would I, the '90s? Re- they'd all be walking around listening to Hanson and and boy bands and and that's, grunge. That's too late '90s. I was thinking more Jurassic Park and stuff <laughs> like that, like early '90s. But I, I think that's more of a season four if if they are going to jump that far. Thing. Well, I would argue they had Jurassic Park reference in in this one, uh, with Bob turning the power on in the oh, in the yeah, lab. They did. They did. Um, I don't. I, I, I feel like eight's gonna be to play play some role to where she maybe could open back up the gate, possibly. Um, Hopper and Dustin getting that stuff sneezed in their face. I don't know if there's any repercussions from that, if that you know infected them with something. I I don't I, that's 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 the thing. The the last season had I mean a cliffhanger to it where it's like what's going on with Will. Yeah. Whereas this one sort of has a ominous it's still there but it can't do anything that we know of i think we're gonna see another numbered child you you, you think it's gonna focus you think that's gonna wrap back around to the numbered children mm-hmm. i do for some reason I, I i wouldn't even be surprised if you don't see eight again next season mm-hmm. and maybe it's a a different one because i really do i i could be completely wrong but that's what's fun about just discussing and you know kind of figuring out what might happen i really do think that they're going to eventually go to the route of the next baddie maybe not season three but if it's season four whatever um is going to be where they're going to need multiple of these children so so you think season three might be a fine uh, go out and get gather forces yeah maybe you know kind of find since she can find people you mm-hmm. know maybe find a few more of these children um and figure out what you know some of them might be lost cause where they're they're too far gone you know because eight kind of seems a little like she's out there she, she's doing her she's obviously <laughs> not gonna turn to the side of good yeah, for any she, logical reason but but right. maybe find a few more of these kids out there that maybe are more you know, under the radar that they, they don't realize that there's really anybody else. Um, and that, and and 11 is just realizing she can't do it on her own. And that's why she goes and looks for 
You know, I don't mean like all 11 of them, you know, combined together as an ultimate team, but I mean, maybe she might. And their go, powers combined, they're <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's going to quite go that route, but I can see them doing something to where. You know, one season there's a baddie that's so big that she can't do it on her own. So she recruits some other numbered children (laughs) to Uh, form an equation to, uh, never mind, I'm going to stop. The other thing I was going to say was, is Papa dead? I don't know. Sorry sorry to drop that bomb, apparently. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. That's I mean, a... you kind of assume he is, but it's, if, if I mean, that one episode that we all complained about did one thing, it kind of heavy-handedly hinted, have you looked for him? Are you sure he's dead? And the answer was kind of a, uh, no. Now that you mention it, no, we haven't. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like that was A, trying to get in her head. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that that had any meaning to it, but who knows? Right. I, I I don't think any of us can accurately even begin to predict where they're going to go with this because the, the last season kind of left at least something, whereas this one doesn't. I I think possibly seeing other numbered children would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of would like them to move out of Hawkins possibly with the story. Well, I think to that's an extent very because, but at the same time, it's the reason I want them to move out of it is because I feel like. All this mysterious crap keeps happening in this same town. It's like, why not see what else happens other places? But this also could be a the thinnest point between the well, upside down like in Buffy. our world. I mean, a hellmouth. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's you know they they could keep focusing it on that. I I think that the the mysterious lab group is type, done. I don't know. Do you but think they, but so? They, but they were good guys in this one. They they were trying to help. Well, their own cause. I'm just saying it's not too far to think that they have, you know, a group somewhere else that's okay. still kind of keeping an eye on this town and what's going on. And I don't think they're completely gone. I think there's going to be more fallout to the stuff with them finding out what actually happened to Barb and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that they're we're gonna find out some more backstory on what all happened with that situation, like with him revealing all the information, right? To where maybe the military or that place doesn't want to help him anymore next time something weird happens. So I don't know. I mean, I I'm excited to see where this goes. Hopefully, um, next October, November, we'll be able to discuss season three or three. I don't know if. There's been a reveal on when they'll be out, but hopefully, it seems to be that's a good time of year to release them. Yeah, so ho- yeah. hopefully we won't be waiting two years. So, right. I guess. Well, uh, if they want to keep these uh, the story around kids, they they need to get cracking because kids age out of. Yeah. Uh, you know, kids start growing, and and pretty soon you want them to play like twelve, thirteen, but they're, you know. They're six feet tall and, right. you know, got got a beard. How's it's, it going? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it gets a little tough after a while. Stranger Things, the college years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, there's, just, your ni- there's your 90s series. There, right there. there you go. There, I know. There it is. 
right. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we, we got a few things to wrap up real quick. Do you like sci-fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back. Um, Phil, it's a pleasure as always to have you on. Yes, thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm sure this is not the last time you'll be on either. I'm sure you'll creep up out of somewhere for some nerdy topic. Burst in like Kramer whenever I feel like it, apparently. That's a fantastic (laughs) reference. (laughs) I love it. But where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more from you? It's so rare that people want to hear more from me. <laughs> uh, but uh, the easiest place is philrude.com. That's my uh, that's my art website. Uh, you can see my blog there and get all my social media links. And you can find me on the Blazing Caribou Network, where I do a podcast called Broke Bot Mountain, where we watch science fiction movies and uh, talk about them with Carrie McGinnis, who is on hiatus from the show right now, and David Luzader. And I've, I've been on there. Yes, I've, I was on you there. You've been talk- on there. You uh, talked aliens with us, which has something kind of similar to this move. I mean, to the Stranger Things. Yeah. First, um, yes. First one dealt with one of them. Second one dealt with a ton of them. And you know what's sad? What? And I also still- had Paul Reiser. <laughs> wow! Yes. <laughs> I haven't finished that show yet. Which which this show? Season. The what? Brokeback Mountain's about. Oh. A bot, excuse me, Brokeback. Westworld. Yes. Okay. I need oh, to Westworld. finish that. Yes. Yes, that, that, that show that you guys started that is about Westworld, but yet you haven't talked about it probably in a year now? Well, uh, need new material. Yeah, almost a, so. almost a year. Uh, we're waiting for it to come back. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. We're you starting can... to wonder if it's going to because <laughs> it, it seems like production problems are keep pushing it back. Oh, and no. Uh, we may just talk about robot movies forever. That that works uh, there's, for me. There's a ton of them. Yep. You guys haven't done yeah. The Matrix, have you? Uh, yeah, my son Austin and I did an episode oh, on The Matrix. But have you done the second two? I mean, the second and uh, third one. N- Why? God willing, we won't. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, we decided to watch the good one. So I, that, I, that was it. So, so to watch the good one, you mean watch the first one. And the then the you have to watch the car chase. And then the car chase yes, in the second that, that's one. That's okay. That part is good. Yeah, I could I could pull that up on YouTube and, yeah. and do it. I don't know if we get a whole show out of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I still uh, uh, side note I've never seen the Animatrix, but I would be willing to watch that and and do a episode on that. It is uh, there's two. I've of heard them, good things. It. Uh, Maybe it's because I was younger, but the the history of the world ones. There's it's a two part that kind of tell the what got them to that point. Oh, okay. And then the other ones are just kind of random stories. But the history of the world two parter is it shows the world and shows you know how they blacken the sky. It's it's interesting. It's all world building stuff, right? It, it it 
that's world building, and the other one's just kind of, here's some random stories. Okay. So, it's, I wouldn't say don't watch it, but it's something that if you don't, it's you're, you're not missing anything. Uh, whatever it is, it, you know, I'm sure we've watched worse stuff for yes. Robot. Yes, but, uh, I can definitely <laughs> say yes. <laughs> I know we you have. You we guys have. Some, uh, we watched some turds, but uh, uh, we also watched some uh, really great stuff. We did an episode on The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, last week. Um, uh, let's see. Which is I think one we of my favorite Trek. movies. Uh, it is a great movie. We had a great time talking about it. And uh, Austin and I also recorded... We have not released it yet, but we recorded a episode about Stephen King's It. Mm. Uh, First or a, a couple weeks back, the original or the remake? No, the new, the new one, the one huh. that just came out. Interesting. Wait, and you didn't get Carrie to watch it, did you? No, I really wanted to. I saw it uh, uh, again. Tangent. I saw it <laughs> like two days before we got hit by Hurricane Irma. And uh, our deal was if I die in Hurricane Irma, uh, Carrie had to go see it. So that was how I got her to uh, root for me uh, staying alive through the storm. Well, uh, I guess we're glad you made it out okay. I thought about faking my death just to get her to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Just just text her, oh, I didn't make it. Watch the movie. Didn't make it. This is Christine. Sorry, he didn't make it. Enjoy Uh, it. All right, we're going to keep you around for a little bit longer on here because we got some reviews to read. Yeah. So, Ellie, if you would be so kind. Well, the title of this one is The Geeks Have Inherited the Earth. This pod proves it. Woo! Yay! You want to say the name? It is from Christofferable. And I know who you are, but I don't know if you want me to reveal it, so I will keep that my secret. (laughs) Um, they put geek culture is a booming industry and Zinger and Ellie bring a great perspective to it all. Their chemistry is fantastic and I have grown to love their views on all things geekish and great. This podcast is as fun a listen as the culture they cover. And I think he created a word too. So much like this podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Sweet. Awesome. And we got another five star review to read. I know. It's exciting. Um, this one says, great show, exclamation point, by... Pandora 1. Okay. P- Pandora 01. 01. Uh, Zinger and Ellie are the coolest. Oh, thanks. Water world rules, yes. I guess we gotta do water world at some point I now. would love to. <laughs> hey, Phil, you in for that one? <laughs> I, I would watch water world, sure. It's Mad Max on water. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. I guess I'll have to watch Mad Max then first. What? I still haven't seen Fury Road. Wow, this is just a reveal of what Zinger needs to watch. Okay, so anyway. And episode 7 is the best. Porg's rule. Crystal Fox. Sweet Porg money. Oh, God. Thanks to both of you so much. Zing, this is the best. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, those are internet re- hugs. Yes, internet hugs for everyone. I'm going to reveal some stuff that we're going to be doing in this month. Just okay. letting, letting people know. Um, we already talked about the stuff we're doing for later in the month for Christmas. Um, December is not going to be like our Zingtober, but we are going to be doing a ton of movie stuff. So buckle up for that. Um, I will be doing. I've decided finally what I'm doing with the Star Wars stuff. We'll of course be doing a Star Wars review, 
which will be our conclusion to our year-long Star Wars celebration, which, Phil, you were a part of that. I was. And we will be doing our review of The Last Jedi. But I will also be putting out, before The Last Jedi, the final predictions episode, which me and some other guests will make our final predictions. Not me. We will put that out, (laughs) and I will make sure to recap it in our review to see how close we all were. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'll do that one. I was trying to decide if I want to do that as a, we did the predictions and the conclusions, but with all the other stuff we're putting out this month, I think kind of taking a step back from that would be a little bit easier. You're still going to get a ton of extra content from us, but that one, like I said, if you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to it until after you see the movie. Then after you see Last Jedi, come back and laugh at how wrong we all were. So, <laughs> or right. Or or 100% right. Yeah. But I will say this now. Phil, I don't know if you want to cover your ears for this. Should I, know, I cover my ears? I don't... I've, I've said it before. Oh, okay. If Ray is a solo okay i will do the blazing challenge at buffalo wild wings because there is no freaking way unless they're going to do some stupid story mumbo jumbo that she is a solo all right just just bring it on out i i'm just saying after watching force awakens over again there was no way she obviously knew who her parents were and there's no way she looked at han and leia straight in the face and went i don't know who you are and I kind of actually did a British accent with that. I'm vaguely no, you, proud. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love that Ellie just keeps him in check. <laughs> Fine. Oh, I governor, I know who you are. <laughs> oh. oh. My ears are bleeding. I'm sorry to all of our UK listeners. Yes, thanks a lot. They just all stopped listening. But... That's now I, they're starting to go. Look, there's Zinger and Ellie on seeing this. Now we've lost all of our southern <laughs> listeners. Okay, before we continue to lose all of our listeners, I just wanted to point out that we will be doing that. Yes. Um. So we're excited for that. We've I'm gonna course, go watch Jumanji. We've of course got Monday episodes all month, and we got some big surprises with special guests and stuff for those. So definitely look forward to those for the rest of the month and of course phil was the start of our special guest-a-thon like i said we're not doing a zing guest-a-thon I, I said i didn't want to name this but yet i'm naming it so, so see that's where you need to stop me <laughs> this month on guest this <laughs> december guest-a-thon <laughs> Oh, crap. But, okay, let's let's wrap this up. Okay. Um, a few important things. Um, you should definitely check out our previous episode of our Star Wars Force Awakens discussion where Ellie made a, her opinions known about certain things. <laughs> we also had... Don't I always. David Flora on from the Blurry Photos podcast, also part of the Dark Myths Collective, um, and he brought a special guest along with him, Thor. Fantastic. I love Thor. I, I love Thor describing Star Wars. It, it was, was fun. It was great. But, it, was, it was good. But yeah, um, he was on for that, so definitely check him out on, of course, that episode for us. And, of course, check him out on his own podcast, which is Blurry Photos, which is part of the Dark Myths. Um, also, I forgot to point this out. I mm-hmm. was on an episode recently of Secret Transmission, which was a new experiment episode, along with, once again, David Flora was with me for that, where we 
me, him, and Toby join forces to watch a documentary and then discuss it. It's called The Man, Cur- The Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. Mm. And we had. Oh, I've to- seen that. Yes, and we discussed it, and it led to some very interesting things in that discussion. It's I'm going to check that episode out. Yes, it is part of the Secret Transmission um, podcast, so definitely check that out. I think that's, what, my third or fourth time on there with them. Mm-hmm. So de- definitely check that out. It was a fun discussion to have and definitely was an interesting sort of experiment um, Toby wanted to do. So so check that out. Um, once again, they're part of the Dark Myths, but you can find us, of course, on darkmyths.org. Also, I host the, if you want more Star Wars stuff, I'm on the Knights of Vader podcast. Ellie, where are the best places to find Zing This on the internet? Well, Podbean. You can, of course, find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Tuned In. And if you want us to read a review, what do you got to do on iTunes? Five gold stars. Five gold stars. And we'll read it on here, and we greatly appreciate it. It helps out the podcast a lot. If you want to find us on Facebook, what do you do, Ellie? Zing This. Put it in the search bar. Awesome. And then hit like. Uh, yeah. You can also find us on Twitter at... Tweet, tweet. At Zingness. You can find us on Instagram at Zingness Podcast. If you want to see us playing games, we do that on twitch.tv slash Zingness. If you want to contribute to the podcast, you can go to... www.patreon.com slash Zingness. And we have two different levels you can contribute at. And you can also email us directly. It is... Zingness at gmail.com if you want to get some stuff with our logo on it you can go to our tea public store and that is tpublic.com slash zing this put your baby in a most fashionable onesie yes we have onesies yes. and stickers so you can put your baby in a onesie and then put a sticker on them or you could use those stickers for your scrapbooks for your baby's year and life of baby first episode of the zing this podcast that listened to oh, so oh touching. God, that's so sweet so touching okay you can, our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. Finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. <laughs> <laughs>